Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sam's Report. That was a new intro brought to you by No Backups. Nobackups.com, because I'm totally making that up. That's not actually sponsored. Because I had no backup of my original intro, and so <laughs> I could have recreated it and done all that, but I only had a 720p really crappy version, and which is what I used last week that was all hacked together. So I figured, you know what? Let's just screw around. I've been playing with Adobe After Effects lately, trying to get better at that, and uh, if you you watch the lower third here that is also a new lower third because when you're in adobe after effects you know what just why not do everything and so uh that was a new intro new lower third same me um not a new sweatshirt somebody was asking but this is i got this this at the original i can't cameras are backwards the original hololens event they were giving away these hoodies and i found it and it's a little chilly here today high of about 34 degrees which is probably about two degrees maybe one degree celsius so it's cold and it's, um, you know, it's sweater season. The beaches are gone. I am here. But, um, and also for those of you who are wondering what happened to the audio last week, well, I'm an idiot and I was using the webcam audio instead of this audio and nobody screamed at me loud enough to make it, make it change it. So I didn't upload an audio because it was embarrassingly bad. But, uh, you know, what? we're back this week. Good times, good country. B105, I think it's a local radio station here. But um, let's do it, all right? Uh, Microsoft announced a bunch of stuff this week. Some of it you can physically touch, some of it you can't touch, but here you go. Uh, Microsoft announced advanced threat protection. So this is their advanced threat protection is kind of like this nebulous bubble thing of branding that, um, uh, you know, it's security baked into products. And so they announced for Microsoft's advanced threat protection, the defender portion of that, which is kind of like the place where you look at all your uh, basically is your network being attacked by viruses, like that kind of panel, they call it one pane of glass, look at all your security. Uh, they're expanding support to now include Android, iOS, Linux, and Mac OS. And no, Microsoft is not doing this themselves. They're parting with third-party uh, companies like Bitdefender and a couple others to make that possible. But if that makes sense to you and you are in the security realm in Defender, uh, that is now out in preview for Bitdefender. The other platforms and third parties will be coming later this year. But that is, uh, it's available now. So if you've got those devices, and I think it's almost a given that every type of, type of environment in this world now has Android and iOS in it. Uh, I would be very surprised if there's any place that is not running those, at least from the user end user perspective. So there you go. All that good stuff. Uh, other thing Microsoft is doing this week, they want to help you make a less horrible resume. Now, this is good and bad. What they're doing essentially is they're injecting LinkedIn content into Microsoft Word if you're an Office 365 subscriber. All good in the hood, you know, whatever. And so what it is, is like if you're a marketing person and you're typing up your marketing stuff, it'll say, hey, you're working on a resume. Um, it's kind of like an advanced version of Clippy that hopefully isn't as terrible. And then what it does is so if you're a marketing person and you say you're a senior level marketer, it will go look at other people's resumes who are senior level marketers and give out wording suggestions and kind of show like what a best in class experience for a resume looks like. It's good. You know, this is going to help people write resumes, which they're typically terrible at. Uh, it's kind of sometimes for some people, it's very hard to talk and write about themselves. And I totally get that. My only problem with this is, is that when you're applying for a job the whole point is to stand out right and so for the people who are using this, this is going to help them just kind of create a better foundation the problem is is that if everybody's using this you're not going to stand out so just kind of keep that in mind that if you are using this tool there's a very good chance your competition for getting that job are also likely using this tool so make sure to again further differentiate yourself when it comes to that kind of stuff but you know what it's neat it's there it's bundled in office 365 it's microsoft showing how they're using that 26.2 billion dollar acquisition of LinkedIn and making this all happen. And so there you go. That's just one other thing. 
And uh, because we haven't talked about the enterprise enough here, I wrote this up earlier this week, but I'm, I'm kind of in the conviction now that Microsoft's next great challenge in the enterprise is going to be selling Microsoft 365. And so many people are very familiar with Office 365, right? You had Office on-prem, and now they're giving you Office in the cloud called Office 365. It's on a subscription basis. It was a real easy and kind of logical move for a lot of people. And I know not everybody's there. Not everybody wants to do it. Totally get it. Please don't email me. I understand why you don't want Office 365. That's why Office 2019 is coming just for you. Um, but the next great challenge is going to be what's called Microsoft 365 for Microsoft 365 business, which is for basically small to medium businesses coming up to 300 people. This is going to allow... Um, Microsoft to basically bundle all of their software and services that are applicable. It's not all of their software and services into one nice, neat little bundle and kind of gets you out of subscription. Hell is the idea, but here's the, here's the challenge, right? In the office space, Microsoft just kind of stands on its own Island. There's yes, there, I know there's Google apps, but it's not as good. And it's only, it's just not fully featured compared to office. Um, I know some people love it and that's great for you, but um, it's just not fully featured. I, I will stand by that. And so Microsoft getting people to the cloud for Office makes sense. It makes It's an easy thing. There's no real competition. But in the Microsoft 365 space, which includes uh, like system deployment, uh, managing devices and all that stuff, there's a lot of competition. And so Microsoft isn't just kind of on its own island. They've actually got a pitch that these individual products, when bundled in here, do create a better solution than what the competition is offering. And then they have to convince them that, hey, paying on a subscription basis, which probably isn't such a big deal that most companies are now used to that. But they have to prove that that bundle is better than these standalone products by companies that are only doing that. And that's a much tougher sell. And so the point of all this is that measuring Microsoft 365 success is going to be a good benchmark to see how Microsoft is going to survive and continue to grow. And survive is probably the wrong word because they're going to maintain the status quo of 20 to 25 billion roughly dollars per quarter. Um, how they're going to grow that figure is through Microsoft 365. So if Microsoft 365 can continue to grow now that it is out of preview only for small and medium business enterprises, not out of preview yet, uh, that is a good benchmark to monitoring Microsoft's overall health. Obviously, we know that Azure is going to do really well. Obviously, we know that Office is going to continue to do really well. But they need other pipelines here, and Microsoft 365 is that access channel. And it's just kind of one of those interesting things to watch. I don't think Microsoft is going to start telling us how many people are adopting it. I, if anything, they'll give us some dumb percentage that has no variable or no base, which means that it's impossible to quantify, which is intentional. But right now, they tell us every quarter, hey, how many people are using Office 365? It's over 120 million for commercial, 28 million for consumer. I'd love for them to do that with Microsoft 365, but remember that Office 365 is, uh, what is it, five or six years old at this point? So it's going to take some time. And it's just, again, just a good benchmark thing to watch for those people who like to watch Microsoft stuff. And so that is kind of kind of the enterprise stuff for the day. If you're not looking forward to that, you know, no more of that on today's show, I don't think. And it is also very dry. It's also very dry now that it is getting cold. All right, so other things that were announced this week. Microsoft is now allowing you to pre-order the Surface Book 2. So I believe it comes out on November 16th. But seriously, folks, there's some things we need to talk about here and some things you need to understand. And I think I've got this all lined up correctly uh, so I can actually show it off on their webpage. We'll see if this actually works. But okay, Surface Book 2 coming out starts at $14.99. And look what you get for $14.99. So this is the entry-level Surface Book 2, 13.5-inch display, 256 gigs of storage, Core i5. That's a good machine. It's a good machine. 
Um, it, you know, it's kind of average now. There's nothing too crazy about it. Yes, the screen detaches, so that's good. 256 base storage is good. Um, i5, ah, okay. And you, you'll see why I'm saying this. So first off, that i5 is 7th gen, which means I believe it's dual core. So it's not a quad core CPU. If you want a quad core CPU, you got to jump up. My, my point here is before you pre-order, I don't think reasonably I cannot recommend the Surface Book 2 this particular model to anybody. Now, granted, my review is not done. I, I don't even, we don't even have them yet. Um, these machines aren't even out yet. Uh, but based on my early, you know, playing with the device uh, as of the day, I don't think I can recommend this machine only because it's very expensive for what you get. And if you're buying a Surface Book at this price point, um, you're not going to get the power that you're expecting. Surface Book is paying pitched as the premier device, right? Super high, super premium, super functional, super high end materials. And this is like, this is like, um, uh, I don't even know. This is the Toyota of the Lexus brand, right? Now, granted, there's nothing wrong with the Toyota, but when you're buying a Lexus, you want a Lexus uh, at the end of the day. And this is, it's just not, the specs aren't high enough for it. And if I was going to spend 1500 bucks, I, I almost think I would rather top out a Surface laptop. The reason why I say that is there's no dual GPU in this. You're getting the Intel integrated graphics. Granted, you might be getting a slightly newer gen. I'd have to double check on that. But if I was to spend 1500 bucks, I think I would max out a Surface laptop before I would buy this particular machine. Now, if you want a Surface Book, if you look at this one, this is the this is the probably the best like value prop, and, and I say that in quotes because value prop at two thousand dollars is not a a value prop. Um, but here you go. This is probably where most people should enter it if they truly want a Surface Book. The reason why I'm saying that is for five hundred bucks. Folks, five hundred bucks is a lot of money. I don't have. Well, I'm pointing at Xbox One. Uh, I was gonna say I I didn't spend five hundred bucks on an Xbox One X because it's five hundred bucks and like basically half my house broke last week, and so I understand five hundred bucks. But if you're buying a a new laptop and you want a Surface Book, two thousand dollars should be about the minimum you're gonna spend. The reason being is over the initial one, and this is again for the thirteen point five inch. You're getting a Core i seven, which is a quad core quad core. So that's a big jump in not only just raw CPU performance. You're going from an i five to an i7 you're getting quad core performance and further here here's the big kicker you're actually getting a dual gpu in this one you're getting that nvidia uh this one's got the 1060 in it yeah yeah is that a typo i thought that was just supposed to be the 1050 i might be wrong but anyway so you're getting the uh no it's 1016 1070 so you're getting you're getting the better gpu you're getting a significantly better gpu so 500 bucks again i know a lot of money please don't tell me it's not a lot of money i fully understand but if you're buying a, a premium laptop at 2000 bucks this is the one you're going to get it's wonderful i mean this is the right spec the pricing is high but again you're getting a tablet and if you don't want the tablet portion to be honest then maybe you're not buying the right machine but this is like kind of like the all the bells and whistles of a windows laptop and it's 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 a good machine so if you want to jump up this is the 13 and a half inch if you want to jump up to the 15 inch here uh then you get it at 24.99 and that's a lot of money that's a that's another 500 bucks for another inch and a half of display it's a lot of money. Uh, there's no sugarcoating this, but they are premium machines. Microsoft is not trying to do a value prop here. They are trying to say, if you want raw performance and power and functional functionality and flexibility, you're going to pay for it. But there you go. So $24.99 for that 15, the entry level 15. And then if you just, if money's no thing, there you go. 3,300 bucks is how you top this machine out. 3,300 bucks. Yikes. 
but you get you get all the good stuff. I mean, this is this is probably the I was gonna say Cadillac, but I think there's nicer nicer cars than Cadillac. This is the Bugatti of laptops, and so uh, all that stuff is available for pre-order now. I would just personally stay away from the fourteen or fifteen hundred dollar model. Uh, that's my personal opinion. If you're gonna buy that one, you're gonna be happy with it. Don't get me wrong, you're gonna be happy with it. But you're just not going to get the raw performance that you're probably expecting from a the Surface Book line that Microsoft has tried to position that product as. So there you go. Uh, other things that are uh, now in pre-order is the Surface Mouse. I don't have one. But what I will tell you is that it's... Oh, this might screw up my uh, screensaver back there. Uh, I will tell you it's 100 bucks. But also is 100 bucks is this guy. The, this is the MX Master. I think this might be a better mouse than Microsoft Surface Mouse personally. Oh, no, I screwed it up. Yeah, I figured it would kick that off. Uh, MX Master's 100 bucks too. At least I know that's how much I paid for it if it's on sale. I don't... I might even be able to get it cheaper now. It's a little bit older. But it's 100 bucks. The Surface Mouse, again, good. But you're paying the premium for the Surface brand. And I don't know if it's the best mouse for 100 bucks. That's just kind of a personal thing. But at the same time, if you like the Surface Mouse and you want it to match all your Surface stuff, including like this keyboard back here, uh, 100 bucks is what it's going to run you. All right. Uh, other fun things happening this week. Microsoft released a new build of Windows 10 for the Redstone 4 branch. Actually, they're all Redstone 4 at this point. And so we're starting to get into the fun times, right, guys? We're seeing new features. It's not just stability updates and all that kind of stuff. We're seeing new good stuff. So I fully expect that this is going to continue for the next several weeks, if not longer. Uh, and so Microsoft is starting the fun here. Edge finally gets the ability to mute tabs. That's, I don't know why that one wasn't there, but there you go. You can finally mute tabs. Uh, there's also this new thing called near share. And so a lot of people are, are drawing lines to iOS's airdrop. And I think it might be similar to that, but let me explain right now. This is like baby step one of what we've got going on here. This is baby step one. Uh, people were freaking out saying, this is all Nearshare is? Like, no, it, basically all you can do right now is inside of Edge, you can share things uh, to computers nearby. I don't think that's it, the full implementation. I'll be highly suspect if that is. Uh, I think there's going to be Nearshare for everything coming to Windows, but that was just the first bit that was ready. And so they shipped it. And I think we're going to start to see a lot more of that, being able to just transfer files and all that other kind of stuff. Like it makes a lot of sense to be able to take your mobile phone and using Nearshare, just dump it onto your PC or like, or vice versa at that uh, end of the day. Uh, there's store improvements. You can now buy Surface hardware if you want to pre-order one of those books or the mice from the Windows store. Uh, handwriting updates. And there's a little bit more, but the Nearshare was kind of like the first kind of big feature that that is coming to uh, Windows. There's quite a bit more from what I understand, so don't think that this is it, if that's it. Uh, speaking of the Xbox One X, which I mentioned a bit ago, which is 500 bucks, uh, GameStop is reporting that they are nearly out of them, which is good for Microsoft. I've actually heard internally that sales are a little bit outpacing what they expected, and so the Xbox One X is off to a wonderful start. Everybody who has it loves it. It's quiet. I don't have one. I will eventually get one. I will buy one eventually. Um, but I, I need to get through the holiday holiday season first, and then you know see where the see where the cheddar is in the checking account, and see how much my wife truly loves me. But um, by all accounts, I've I mean I've used one before. They're great. They're quiet. They're good. It's no major issues. The only issue I have heard so far, which you can find in the forums and some sites, is that people are actually having trouble with the power cord. They, they were reporting their machines weren't turning on or being a little finicky. And what it sounds like is like the the connection between the power cord and the CP and the CPU and the console, it's a little tight. And so you kind of really got to like ram it in there a little bit. 
And some people are having trouble with that. And um, now that that's kind of out in the wild, it seems like that's kind of subsided most of the issues. But other than that, I mean, good job, Microsoft. It seems like, you know, knock on wood, other than uh, potential supply constraints, which is not a big deal. I mean, it is a big deal. They'd love to sell as many of these things as possible. But other than that, relatively good start for the console. So uh, I will tell you, though, on the Xbox stuff, so they pushed out the Fall Creators updates two, three weeks ago. I'm still really torn on this thing. Like, it is noticeably faster, which I'm very happy about. It's much more responsive and all that. But things are nested kind of weird. Like, the things that I use most, like inviting friends to game, joining chats, and all that, it's taking longer, it's more button presses. So from that aspect, it's a little bit slower, which is a little bit annoying. But um, hopefully they will refine that and without losing the speed, because it is very snappy now, finally. So good job, guys, on that side. Other interesting things that came out this week. So Intel is teaming up with AMD. I know, you're like, what? But Intel and actually the the graphics chip portion, the the Radeon side. So they're, they're going to be, in the near future, Intel chipsets with Radeon graphics. Typically, all we see up until now is uh, Intel chips with uh, NVIDIA. Obviously, the reason why Radeon wasn't supported previously or whatever is that they're now owned by AMD. AMD is a big rival of Intel, and obviously, there you go. That's why. But um, so they're, they're putting kind of down the swords for a little bit. I think I have a pretty good theory why. So you're going to have Intel chips with uh, radio graphics. Good stuff. But here's, I think, why. I think the bigger enemy for Intel and AMD at this point is ARM. I don't think it's each other. Obviously, they, obviously Intel and AMD are still going to rival it out and, and building desktop chipsets and all that good stuff. That's not going to end anytime soon. But the rise of ARM is becoming a very serious thing for both of these companies and could, quite frankly, significantly hurt Intel probably more than AMD, maybe. Actually, they could probably hurt them both pretty badly at this point. But um, I think that they're starting to kind of see, hey, you know what, we're better off working together. And the reason being is that NVIDIA is one of the biggest ARM uh, chip producers out there. And so, you know, Intel needs to have options that if they want to hurt NVIDIA, they can stop making NVIDIA uh, Intel and NVIDIA graphics chips, much like with the Surface Book 2. And they can go to AMD and uh, Radeon, which is good for everybody because that gives Apple options. It gives Microsoft options. um, You know, it just it it uh, options are always a good thing. And finally this week, Twitter increased the character count to 280 characters. It seems like most of the rage has subsided. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it, just because I'm staunch and stuck in my old ways of 140 is still better, and mostly because I'm really lazy, but, um, you know, Twitter is now asking you to write 280 character tweets instead of 140. All right, bunch of questions this week. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff as always. Let me refresh the page, make sure we get maximum number here. All right, Poncelia says, if Andromeda is an enterprise device, and since most enterprise apps are Win32, does this mean Andromeda will be a Windows 10 tablet rather than a Windows 10 S tablet? Uh, I believe it will run... Okay, let me qualify this. It should be able to run Win32 apps. Whether or not Microsoft will allow it or allow you to unlock that um, is another thing. Windows 10 S has been really quiet. I'm sure it's just doing gangbusters inside of Microsoft at this point. Actually, we probably should write something up like Windows 10S. Where are you? <laughs> um, and where are those ARM chips, by the way? But um, I don't think it's going to be Windows 10S tablet. I don't think so. I, I think it's going to have... Well, I can see both sides of this. If they're going to push it to the enterprise, it's going to need some of that. But I know the big push for the, some of this is web apps, which is why Microsoft is pushing this stuff out with Redstone 4. Um, and they're going to shove all that stuff into the store. I know web apps is, are going to play a big part of this. At least that's the intention. 
uh, I, I think it is just going to be Windows 10. I don't think it's going to be Windows 10 S. At least I hope not. Uh, Jeez, this guy just mashed the keyboard for his name. Astaf1 says, Does Microsoft have any plans to make it possible to back out the PC at OneDrive? So, yes and no. You kind of already can, right? You can put everything up on OneDrive. All your files, not your PC files. At least I don't think. I mean, in theory, you could. The problem here is that what you want is you want to be able to just basically copy your PC to OneDrive, go to your other PC, and download your computer. Um, you can do that because it's all files. You can't really put, like, system files in OneDrive and then move them to another computer and have it just work really seamlessly. I know in some respects you can do some of that, but it, for the average lay user, that's not going to be a great experience. Um, if you're wanting, like, inside of settings, like a little button you click and says OneDrive, backup, um, Yes and no. They did have that functionality in Redstone 2. There were some leaked screenshots of backup this PC to OneDrive, but it has yet to make it out. And I don't know if that's because Microsoft doesn't want people just offloading everything they have to OneDrive, because remember, they pay for that internally. And so you've got that going on. Um, but I don't know about anything in the direct near future. So Steve M says, with Kinect being discontinued, I'm wondering if Microsoft is missing a trick. With the Xbox always on and Kinect, they only needed to put a speaker in the Xbox and you have Cortana in your living room. You're right. Um, and to go with a wake-up face, uh, Microsoft could have been years ahead of Amazon and Google here. You're not wrong. You are absolutely not wrong. Um, and this is one thing many people pointed out. They said, hey, this could have been done, but this is a perfect example of Microsoft having all the technology and not implementing it correctly. So, you're, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Peter K says, I have three questions. Any news on when the store office apps will be coming to the Windows 10 users? Great question. Uh, it's in beta right now. It is in semi-private beta. You can get an invite to it and you can now test it out. So they are inviting people that. I know that they're slowly expanding it. No word on the actual release date, but if you go search, um, you can find actually the preview program and I believe sign up and then you kind of got to keep checking your email to see if you get in. Uh, next question. When can we expect the Windows on ARM PCs to unveil? This is, I thought we would have seen them by now. Personally, I'm guessing maybe maybe early December, it, but that's such a bad time because that misses like the best holiday shopping season. I don't know. I'm guessing that this is going to be like a major CES unveiling would be my guess. I don't know. Um, I can tell you this in early December, I'm actually going to a Qualcomm event. Now, this is not like a Microsoft Qualcomm thing. This is purely Qualcomm. They invited us out. Um, so we're going to go to that. And actually, these people are going to be the best people to talk about ARM stuff. And this is why we're why Paul and I are both going is because uh, ARM is a major contributor to the future of PC ecosystem and Microsoft and uh, phones and tablets and all that stuff. So the fact that they're having a little symposium or whatever you want to call it uh, helps. And so we're going to go to that, try to learn all we can, all we can about ARM. Um, Mogul Assassin says, where are thou Surface Book 2 reviews? Um, no comment officially. Um, the device doesn't, I mean, just using some qual solid logic here. Uh, the review device doesn't come out until the 16th. So that's what five and a half days from now. That's what Thursday, my, you can do the math. Microsoft always limits the reviews until close to release date. So there you go. Um, they should come out next week. Um, using straight logic of how they've done it, uh, previously. Uh, when is Microsoft going to detail what's in Redstone 4 along with their choice of cringeworthy naming? Uh, cringeworthy naming, totally do agree because they've been bad. Um, we've talked about that a million times. Uh, I'm thinking it's going to be early in, it's sometime in Q1, 
likely like mid Q one, maybe it could come at CES. I don't, I don't know if they're going to do this at CES. That's typically not a place where they talk about that stuff. Every year, Microsoft does have a thing at CES. Terry Myerson was actually at CES, not publicly, but he was there last year. And they have these private events um, where they show off hardware and blah, blah, blah. And I usually go to them. I was looking at hotels for CES quite literally before this. It makes me want to vomit. I do not like CES, uh, mostly because it is... Uh, it, it used to be nerd mecca. Now it's um, cheap crap mecca for most part. I mean, not from like the big guys like HP Lenovo and Samsung and those guys are all fine. But 98% of the stuff there, it seems like is just pure crap that, you know, this, they're trying to launch. And if they don't, then they just shut the company down and they start next year. So, um, da, 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 da. I don't, I don't know. I, they haven't told us internally or I, I haven't heard externally i don't think they're just going to kind of like slowly push them out like we're seeing with edge i do think that they will have some sort of formal announcement showing this stuff off but i do know for a fact that they are trying to avoid announcing things that aren't going to ship i've heard that from multiple people um so yeah so you've got that going uh christopher says even google was working on an os called andromeda os where they were planning to merge chrome os with android os now it's reportedly being canceled any comments on that you know here's the thing what google is doing is interesting I, I think it is their their chromebooks if you can go look at all the reviews i think paul just pushed his out uh all the popular reviewers i don't have one but here's the thing i think google's got the right approach right they have a massive massive google play store for android the small screen form factor now what they're trying to do is bring that small screen form factor up to the large screen with the pixel the pixel book i think is what they call it i'd love to get one at some point here but i'm not spending a thousand dollars on it um but I would love to play with one at some point because I think it's very interesting. I think that's a very smart move. I think it's a little early. That's some of the trouble that Google was having and why it was canceled, blah, blah, blah. I think they're shifting priorities around. But the Pixelbook is the best example of where Google is going with the desktop OS or laptop OS. And I think it's the right move. They have this massive store with apps that everybody wants and they have a desktop os that works uh but doesn't have all the apps everybody wants so what do you do you take your app store that has everything everybody wants and you make it work on your desktop it's a long journey microsoft tried to do some of this with windows 8 and uh didn't work out so well because they never really had a mobile store and they tried this with uwp but that never really worked because they never had a store that was supporting uwp in mass and so i think google's approach is right i don't think they're quite there yet but they're slowly getting there with each iteration that goes by we might be a year or two maybe more before these android apps on the desktop work in a way that is um like seamless but i, th I think it's i think they've got the right strategy I, I i can't really argue against what they're doing so uh brett barbier barbier says uh, what mobile devices do you use for personal use and if any third-party apps do you use such as email, calendar, Twitter, and all that good stuff? Uh, I'm going to save that. I mean, I'll tell you what phones I use. So I have an iPhone 7, and I also have a Google Nexus uh, 5X. That's my uh, Project Fi phone, which I love Project Fi. It, it's one of the best web services out or mobile services out there. Those are my two daily phones. I'm not really tempted by... I mean, I am tempted a little bit by my iPhone X, but I'm kind of not tempted by... And then um, the pixels aren't doing it for me. So I'm, I'm just kind of in a holding pattern until next year. And uh, there's no reason for me to buy the iPhone 8. It's an iPhone 7S with wireless charging. And I, I don't, I, I like wireless charging, don't get me wrong. But it's not enough to go like buy a brand new phone just for that. Everything else isn't, isn't worth it yet. So um, I'll, I'll dive in deeper because typically I save the what I use for when uh, there's nothing going on. So maybe, maybe next week. As we get closer to Thanksgiving, it's going to be 
a very uh, very bare week, and then right before Christmas is also very very bare. Uh, an old Amiga user says, "With the demise of Crash Plan for Home, do you recommend another service, or will OneDrive files on demand be sufficient with a local backup?" I use OneDrive for my backup now. Um, as I noted for those people who weren't at the beginning of the show, I lost my intro video, uh, the high res version. I I uh, output it at 4K, and then I downsample it for things like this. And when my when the rising computer crash, which was the power supply i ended up wiping a drive and i forgot that i only had my only copy of the intro video in lower third on there so now that is all in onedrive um i would just recommend onedrive if you're really concerned about it what you do is go get a four terabyte spinning platter or even just like one pair terabyte ssd actually one terabyte probably makes sense because that's typically what um uh, onedrive is capped at with an office 365 subscription and make that just onedrive right just keep a local copy and replicate to the cloud or use Files on Demand if you want. Files on Demand has been working great for me personally. I probably should even comment more on that. They did a wonderful job implementing. No issues with it. I have a, um, a 480 gig SSD or something like that that I use as my OneDrive. And obviously I keep, I have like 750 gigs in OneDrive right now. And so I just, uh, it, Files on Demand works. Um, honestly, no real complaints or problems with it. Uh, yeah. Wigster, I think it's Wigster. Any news on the whiteboard app that Panos Panay used in London? Is it going to be available on the desktop Windows 10 users or even iOS? So I haven't heard anything else about this. I know a lot of people are very curious about it. Actually, it would work wonderful with something like that, like a Surface Studio, but I will ask. I will actually ask and see if we hear anything about um, where that is in the pipeline and what they're doing. <sighs> so there we go, guys. I'm... I can't look at the chat room and doing that, that, so I'm kind of, kind of scrolling back through, but, um, man, what a, these weeks are kind of like mashed together. Next week should be a good week because obviously the Surface Book 2 is shipping. That should be a good week. Surface Book 2 shipping should be a, um, should be a good time. So, uh, somebody asked that there's been no ring, red ring of death yet. I don't even know if you, you can't really do a red ring of death on the Xbox One X. Um, uh, but yeah. Da, 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 da. That's kind of like the McDonald's slogan. I, I don't know why I had that stuck in my head, but I absolutely do, guys. All right, guys. Uh, this has been another episode of the Sam's Report. As always, very much appreciate everybody tuning in and the questions, and they always give me something to do for the week ahead. So uh, have yourselves a wonderful weekend, and we'll catch you right back here next time.